All right, everybody, welcome back to the Millennial Sales Podcast, episode 315. Shout out to those listening on Apple, Spotify, watching on YouTube. Um, I'm Tommy Tahoe. This, this show is all about helping salespeople uh, get to the next level of their career. Um, I'm going to go solo today. And, um, you know, if, if, if we're listening um, on Spotify, Apple, uh, let's just, before we get into the content, give you a quick plug for um for our sponsor here a quick word from the sponsor of this podcast which is the up and up community it is a community that i just launched with my friend anthony natoli um, it is a private sales community that's helping you all get not only crush your sales goals and your career goals but also trying to stay fulfilled and mentally healthy and become a better person in the process which is easier said than done so if that's interesting to you head over to patreon.com slash up and up or hit me up on LinkedIn. My name's Tom Alemo and uh, the link will be there in my the featured section of my profile or uh, you could DM me with any questions. Cool. So let's talk. Um, I put a post out last week or a couple of weeks ago on LinkedIn about President's Club at Gong and going there in Punta Mita, Mexico, staying at the Four Seasons, yucking it up, having a great time, drinking mezcal, doing the whole thing. And it was a hoot. It was a blast. And, um, you know, I appreciate all the love uh, and support for, from folks. But I figured what, what I didn't really talk about was like, how did I get there? And, um, and what was the path? And I think if you ask 10 reps that get to President's Club how they got there, everyone's going to have some different answers. Everyone's going to have some, some similar answers to that as well. And um, so I figured I'd lay out in the top five. Here are the five reasons uh, why I think I got there. And um, hopefully you can take one or all of these, apply it to your day, apply it to your role, and uh, and get you to the next Presence Club yourself. So um, let's just get straight into it. Let's let's not bullshit around. Number one, this is there's going to be some things that are tactical and some things that are a little bit more you know up there and and high level. You know how we keep it. Um, so the first one's more high level, right? I was hungry as shit um, last year. I joined Gong at the beginning of the year. Uh, I left a job in 2020 during the pandemic, which was at the beginning of the pandemic, which was uh, probably poor timing to, to quit a job and not have one lined up, uh, joined a different startup, didn't work out for a number of reasons. And so it was, it was a really funky year in 2020. There's just a lot going on, obviously, in, in the world. But then in, in, in my career, you know, there just wasn't much continuity um, between two different jobs that, you know, i wasn't able to really rack up, you know, big commission checks or, or anything like that, or even getting a good working rhythm, you know, the way that the whole year panned out. So I was excited to get to a great company and, you know, put the sales hat back on and like really get after it. And so tactically, like I would, you know, really set the, you know, I set the goal of, you know, I wanted to be the sales rep of the year at the company, um, which I did not achieve that, but um, you know, below that it's like you shoot for the star the moon and then you end up with the stars or whatever they say right like you set your goal super high so that if you if you don't hit it you still achieve a lot of success and so you know i i was really hell bent on you know trying to get to you know what our uh, automatic achiever was 130% to goal last year and so you know my goal is to get to 200 and if i set it for 200 and I fell short of that, then that was cool because I was still going to have a ton of room in between getting to Presence Club and not. And so uh, how did I, ways that I manifested that, like, you know, I said, I wrote it down as a goal in my notebook. I had it on a sticky note 
on my wall, I've got a spreadsheet where, uh, or a Google sheet where I track all of my, uh, all the sales that I have, all the revenue that I'm bringing in and then map it to, you know, what my quote is. I map it to what my commission rate is. So I can part, part of that is just keeping track, making sure that I don't get stiffed, uh, on anything, which happens inadvertently from time to time at, at every company, um, that probably exists where maybe there's a rounding error or things like that. So I just keep track of my own stuff, but it's also for goal setting and try to see, you know, where am I at to my number? Where am I at to the two X number that I have? Uh, where I'm at the presence club. And I'd look at that every single Sunday. And, um, you know, as I'm prepping for the week and, and even maybe more than that, you know, during the week, if, if, uh, if I'm looking at certain things. So that was number one, stayed super hungry. Number two, more tactically prioritizing, right? It's the 80, 20 rule. And, um, you know, in every sales role is a little different depending on how transactional or, or how, you know, enterprise the deals are. But what really helped me was um, identifying, you know, I would identify like three to five customers at the beginning of each quarter that if I could get a deal with, with even just one of them, the size was going to be so significant that even if everything else shit the bed, I probably was going to at least hit my number for that quarter. And if I was having a solid quarter, then I could really like blow out my number. And um and that really paid off. I think if I look back to where my revenue came from the last year, about 80% of it came from about roughly five customers. And I have about, I had about 40 different customers last year. And so that, that rule still kind of hangs true. Five over 40 is um, it's not 20%, but it's probably like 12 to 15%. So it's like 80% of my revenue came from 15% of my customers, right? So that rule rings true. That's how I spent my time. That's how I spent my energy, my resources. And so sometimes that meant um, a smaller deal. I put less effort into it and, and maybe I, I lost some of those uh, or maybe they dragged on a little bit longer than they needed to, but I was putting so much time and effort into the big deals, the big accounts, and I didn't close all of them, but the one or two or three that I did were really impactful for my year. So um, I think it's always worth taking time, especially right now, it's the beginning of July. So if you just finished your quarter, then take a day uh, this week to do that and just identify, you know, how did I do last quarter and what are the accounts or what are the opportunities that I can really sink my teeth into this quarter? They're going to make the biggest impact. And, um, you know, sometimes it's better to just we want to get busy. We want to do things. It feels good to do things and be productive, but sometimes it's best to take a step back, think about it, um, reevaluate, and then get after it. So the prioritization is huge. Um, the third piece is just learning from, from everything and, and everyone that I could. And Gong makes that easy. And this is not an ad or whatever for Gong, but I did use the product quite a bit because I would go in and um, I set alerts for the top reps of the company, not just on my team, although I did do that too. But I went and looked at, you know, the, the, the top three to five gongsters that were selling, um, especially ones that had been there since the early days, because their pitch was different, their confidence was different. I set up an alert. Uh, and anytime that they had a call, I would get an email roundup at the end of the day of all their calls. I also had one for when our SVP of sales or chief revenue officer was on a call because I wanted to hear how they pitched it. And so I spent an inordinate amount of time listening to those folks, taking notes, what questions were they asking? What were they saying? What were they pitching? 
and uh, and watching those calls and trying to put that into my pitch. And so that was huge. I'd also set up chats with them and, and try to get pick up on you know what they thought was working or, or not working or tips that they had. I'd always ask them for what a deal that they were most proud of when I talked to them so that if they said, hey, I closed this deal with, with XYZ company. Okay, cool. I'm going to go look that up in the system and I'm going to see how you ran those calls and the emails and, and the whole deal cycle. So I spent a lot of time learning and, uh, and figuring that out. The fourth thing is become a master uh, at the product and the industry that you were selling to. So I'm fortunate in that the product I was selling, I was using every single day. And so it didn't take too long to become a product expert. And uh, I think that just helps to display mastery and confidence when you're talking with a customer. The other piece is on the industry, right? And so this is my first time selling to sales leaders. And I've been in sales my whole career. So I guess I know what a sales rep cares about, but I've never been a VP of sales or chief revenue officer. So what did I do? Well, I, I certainly have used this podcast to help me out. I've had a lot of prospects, customers, even just market experts on to learn about what they care about, what their journey's like, things like that. I'm involved with communities like Pavilion that help me connect with those people. I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. The amount of great free content is astounding from people like Scott Lease or Kevin Dorsey or Sam McKenna. Uh, the list goes on and on, but people that post every single day that have been that have been or are currently sales leaders that talk about all of these different things uh, have really helped me. So I would suggest to find that place for your buyer, if it's the chief marketing officer, or the CIO, uh, whomever it may be, find out where they spend time on the blogs, on podcasts, on LinkedIn, wherever it may be, and uh, and try to hone in on that and try to tune in. What do they care about? What are the topics? What do the terminology look like? And uh, become as much of a master because if you're coming in and you're in your 20s, say, or 30s, and they're in their 50s or 60s, it, it could be easy for them to look over you and to, at some point in their mind, be condescending or just think, hey, this person doesn't know what they're talking about. What value could they add to me and my organization? But you want to make sure that you're, you can be a consultant to them, right? That's what we're trying to be, a trusted advisor. And the only way to do that is to, uh, is to know, tell, show them that you know your shit. The fifth one is consistency. And this goes into uh, on a daily, on a weekly, on a monthly, quarterly basis, all the shit you need to do to be successful, right? And so what does that look like on, you know, on the year? Well, it's hard to hit, you know, 130% was, was the goal for Gong. Some companies, it's... 150, some it's just 100, some it's a percent of, of the team. So it's all different. But regardless, it's an impressive feat to be, to be recognized uh, for the presence club. And so if you want to get there, you have to be consistent. It's not, it's very unlikely that you're going to get there if you have a really bad quarter, right? So if you have, you know, you're hitting goal, you know, the first two quarters, and then in Q3, you shoot a 40% of goal. It's going to be hard to come back from that in Q4 and, uh, and, and overcompensate. Uh, the, the outlier that might be if you have a big enterprise sale, sales motion, and you, know, you maybe only close one or, or a handful of deals every year, in which case you might put up a couple of goose eggs and then you have a massive quarter and that makes up for everything. But for the most of us, the majority of us, 
you, the consistency piece is huge. And so for me, it, it meant like, you know, if I want to get 130% to goal every quarter, then I'd need to be between 120 and 150 every single quarter. And, and that's what happened, you know, including ramp. It was like, you know, that's the goal. And um, I think my, my worst quarter was about 120 and my best quarter was about 170 or something like that. So it was all relatively in that ballpark. Okay. Now, how do we do that exactly? Well, there's just basic fundamentals, blocking and tackling that has to get done every day and every week. And one of those is prospecting. The most important is prospecting, is setting time up in the day. For me, it's in the morning where it's blocked off. It's, it's focused time where you're going to be going outbound mode, right? You're going to be sending emails. You're going to be making calls. You're going to be doing LinkedIn touches, this, that, and the other, and get your pipeline going. And I don't care how good your marketing team is, your SDRs are, uh, your partners, whatever it may be. The easiest, let me rephrase, the most consistent way that you will absolutely hit your number is if you prospect on a consistent basis. It's not easy uh, because it takes a lot of discipline, but it is the biggest factor, in my opinion, on, on whether or not you're going to hit your number. So you got to do that. You got to spend time following up on deals. You got to get the fundamentals right, like following up same day from your meetings, um, you know, adding them on LinkedIn, trying to find creative touch points, you know, using the tools at your disposal. If it's something like a Sendoso um, to build relationships with them that way, uh, all the different tools that you might have in your stack, making sure that you're using them, taking advantage of that and, and having a process and having a system. One of my favorite quotes is, you know, losers have goals and winners have systems. And I do love goal setting, so I don't maybe agree with the first half, but winners do have systems and salespeople that are really successful have a, have their own system that they dial in for when they need to prospect, when they need to follow up, when they need to push a deal forward, um, when they're, you know, working uh, on their demos or discovery or whatever it may be, uh, pilots, they have a process, they have a system for everything so that they can spend less time, you know, in a worried, anxious state and more time focusing, delivering results and, and getting shit done. So um, those are my five, staying hungry, prioritizing, learning, becoming a product and industry master, and then consistency. So um, if we're, if we're all, we're all in the hunt, right? We're all, you know, most of us are probably halfway through the year ish. If you're on a calendar year and um, you know, there's who knows what's, what's gone on for your first half of the year, but there's a lot of time left in the year to pull it around. So I'd love to hear from anyone if you went to P Club, what's what's the same? What's different from my list? If you uh, are on the path, what are you doing differently? I'd love to learn from you. So uh, hit me up on LinkedIn, DM me, uh, leave a review to the pod, leave a review, leave a comment here on YouTube. Would love to hear from you. And um, we'll be back later this week with a full interview, but hope this was helpful. Let's get after it. Enjoy the uh, 4th of July if that's when you're listening to this, and we'll talk with you later. Peace. A quick word from the sponsor of this podcast, which is the Up and Up community. It is a community that I just launched with my friend, Anthony Natoli. Um, it is a private sales community that's helping you all get not only crush your sales goals and your career goals, but also trying to stay fulfilled and mentally healthy and become a better person in the process, which is easier said than done. So if that's interesting to you, head over to patreon.com slash up and up or hit me up on LinkedIn. My name's Tom Alamo. 
and uh, the link will be there in my the featured section of my profile, or uh, you could DM me with any questions.